Hi folks, if you know our show, you'll know that we're often drunk, and that can cause us to do silly things like not turn our microphones on. Unfortunately, that's happened this episode. We ask you to forgive the audio. If you don't have it in your heart to forgive the audio, please turn it off, listen to another episode, or go and read a book. If you can handle it, you're in for a great chat about The Father, starring Sir Anthony Hopkins. Both Baron and I predicted that Sir Anthony would win an Oscar for his performance, and indeed he has. So we thought we owed it to the world to release this, even if it sounds pretty ordinary. So enjoy or not, and we'll see you next time. Hello, film fans and film students and film lovers all around the world. (laughs) You're here with uh, the Doc, that's me, and the Baron. That is me. And we're here for the latest instalment of That Reminds Me Of. And this episode, we're looking at Father, starring Anthony Hopkins and, and several other wonderful people. Baron? I don't even know what I'm meant to say right now. <laughs> I think I say, this is the show where we watch films and then we're reminded of films while we're watching those films. We talk about them and that's why it's called That Reminds Me Of. And there are spoilers in this show. So carry on, stick with us. That's exactly what you were meant to say. <laughs> so here we are, Father by, what's the director's name? It's, it's a Frenchie. It is a Frenchie. I can't remember is the answer. I had it on my phone and I've lost it. Well, I, I entered this film not knowing anything about it and i'm happy about that i think we've talked about this before where we we go in with with no baggage that's the best way to see a film there yeah. really should be no other way to see a film because otherwise you come to it with either you know hoping to see something great that you've seen before or expecting to see something crap but here i had no no preconceived ideas yeah it's a beautiful way to see a film it sure is and florian zeller is the director yeah and a killer cast. It is. What a killer cast, really. Like, Olivia Coleman is probably one of my favourite actresses at the moment. She's, she's one of everyone's favourite actresses. She's everybody's favourite actress. Yeah. In fact, casting her is almost a cliche at this point mm. because she's an obvious choice. She's going to be amazing. True. <laughs> okay. Well, Anthony Hopkins, is he a cliche? Well, he was, and then I think we forgot about him a little bit. Right? Because it's been a little while. And now this performance. And he's back. Wow. He's back. He's back in space. He is. But before we get into that, I think we should talk about... And by the way, I should mention we've had a few drinks tonight. <laughs> we so if this, if this is a little more sort of loose than usual, forgive us. Um, well, we're always pretty loose. We've always had a few. <laughs> That's true. This is more than usual. This is though. more than usual because <laughs> yeah. I, if you recall, if you can remember that far back, yeah. I ducked out like about a third of the way through because I needed to go to the bathroom and I thought I'd come back with like a massive like schooner of red wine. A freaking like almost a bottle each of red wine. Yeah. Then drank. Okay, yeah. but I think that'll lubricate the conversation. So that's good. As always. As always. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Let's talk about the film. And do a little synopsis. Do you want to take it away, Doc? Oh, very convenient. Yeah. Well, no, I think this is an easy synopsis because it's about a gentleman, Anthony Hopkins, who has dementia or some form of old age forgetfulness. And he's got his daughter, who is played by Fleabag. Yeah. And she's just struggling with a parent who is going through this. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. You said his daughter's played by Fleabag? 
It's not Fleabag. It's not. No, no, it's... it's I was like, yep, wait a second, what? Yeah, it's Peep Show. His daughter is played by Peep Show. Sorry, I didn't mean Fleabag. I'm getting my, I'm getting my British comedies mixed up. Also great actress. She's a great actress, yeah. but she's from Fleabag. No, no, sorry, she's from, <laughs> she's from Peep Show. Or The Crown more recently. Or The Crown, yeah. but no, no, yeah. I go back, you, you know, back. sometime. Cool. Wow. Um, if we don't edit that out, please forgive me. We'll keep it in for comedy. So his daughter is played by Olivia Coleman. Let's, let's just this is yeah. say, say that's Everyone her name. Knows that. There's not much to say about the plot, really. It's more the situation of a daughter dealing with the parent who is suffering from dementia and, but also the, the parent and their feelings going through this and, like, someone who's suffering through this, I think you really feel the anxiety of what Anthony Hopkins is going through. Yeah. So I don't know that there's much more set up than that. It's just a, a situation with someone suffering from dementia and seeing it from both sides. Yep. And it's all set in a house or a version of the same house. Uh, which is a clever premise or machination that happens in this in this film, where you start off in what is Anthony Hopkins' mm. apartment, and then it becomes his daughter's apartment, and then it becomes a nursing home, and it's all the same setup. The hallways are all kind of the same. The front door is kind of the same. Beautifully done. That yeah. was one of the most clever things about this. Aside from that, in terms of tricks sort of tricksy film things, it's played very straight. There's not very much to it. It's just, it's almost a play. But what makes it, I think, was that really clever use of the of the apartment mm. and how it keeps shifting and changing and how the characters all keep shifting and changing and how Anthony Hopkins sort of, you can see the unraveling of this father figure. You, you really can. I think you hit on it. There's two points I'd like to make. Mm. One, that it feels like a play and the director... I just Wikipedia'd him and I've never heard of him before, but he's he's French and he's predominantly done plays, novels and plays. Yeah. Uh, So that's why it has that theatrical feel, like you feel like you could be seeing this on the stage. Yes. The second part is I think you really do see it all play out from Anthony Hopkins' perspective. It's the, the scenes one after another that don't seem to connect for him as a person that's experiencing problems with his his memory and, and piecing things together. Yeah. And that's what made it so vivid and beautiful for me, rather than being someone from the outside dealing with it. It's really the experience of the person that is going through it. Probably most people haven't dealt with Alzheimer's and mm. other sorts of forms of dementia. And I haven't. You get a real sense of what it might be like just mm. being in his headspace, essentially. Yeah. So because you're in his headspace, you can then easily imagine how everyone else who has who is living with someone with, with dementia is, is, is experiencing it. And you have a, this unique sympathy for that person, which I don't think you get from a lot of films, where mm. you have a portrayal of Alzheimer's or dementia. I, th- I think you regularly get the feeling of dealing with someone who's going with, through that, yeah. but not regularly what it feels like to go through that. Yeah. If we want to talk about, you know, acting chops and the performances like anthony hopkins i think everyone loves and respects him i don't think too much about him i just assume that he's a good actor but he really he really brought it here oh my god did he not do you want to talk about how wonderful anthony hopkins is so 
fucking awesome yeah is the answer but like I, I i don't think i was particularly impressed beyond this is anthony hopkins doing his thing <laughs> yeah you study it towards the end correct there's yeah. a scene there is a scene mm. where spoiler alert where he basically right at the end of the film he basically regresses into his childhood state and he starts calling for his mum. oh wasn't that wonderful that is the oscar if he doesn't get the oscar i don't know what well, i that- do not know what to say that one scene is it you know in my opinion it's beautiful well that's the scene spoiler alert for the oscars not for the mm. film for the oscars yes because they are going to play that scene when they're announcing the nominees. Oh Absolutely they will. Like, there's nothing surer. It's heart-wrenching. It it's, is heart-wrenching. The bit that got me, because it, 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 the first bit that got me, like, the whole film got me to a certain extent. Yeah. But when he said, he's saying, who are you? So who is this guy? And who am I? Yeah. When he asked, who am I? Yeah. Like, that was, it was an undercurrent of the whole film that he wasn't quite sure yeah. who he was and where he fitted in. But when he articulated it, because he was such a stubborn prick, you know, such <laughs> yeah. a stubborn prick of a man, you can imagine yeah. what he would be would have been like in his heyday. Oh, freaking powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. But yeah. then to see him regress and then really wonder who the hell he is, uh, yeah. that was that was the turning point. And from there, it, it got all emotive, where he he really broke down a bit. But it was that moment of who am I? Yeah. That really. Yeah, struck me. We'd had a couple of wines by then. I nearly <laughs> shed a tear. I, I didn't, but I was pretty emotional. I was welling up, and I could hear, like, audibly hear around me in, mm, in the audience, true. people going, "Oh, you know, like suffering," because <laughs> he just seemed so vulnerable. Yeah, uh, and he really brought it. And and a guy like Anthony Hopkins, who normally plays a very powerful character, he does. To see him so vulnerable was really touching, and there was something beautiful about it. And it's like, I don't know how many takes they did of that, but that was the one. Like, you know, they when they saw when when they saw that, mm. the whole set would have just been spellbound. But you know, he, he feels so in control of his craft. Dare I say, I don't like the word craft <laughs> very often. Like, I think actors use that too often. Yeah. But he does seem so in control of his craft. That that could have been the first take. Absolutely. And that control is part of what I think makes him feel contrived in some way sometimes. Like, mm. you just sort of like, well, that's him. He just knows how to do this stuff. Yeah. It's the craft. He does know. Yeah. But this went deeper, didn't it? It went this, deeper. This went to, yeah. to really, um, like, we've seen him be Hannibal Lecter. Yes. We've seen him be the architect of Westworld. <laughs> We've seen him do several. Great, great point. Yeah. We've seen him be the butler in um, whatever the uh, Kazuo Ishiguro novel. Yeah. Remains of the day. Yeah. But we haven't seen him break down like that. No, and actually Westworld's a good call because that is probably the most recent thing that we've seen him in, mm. where we've gone solid. 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 That's yeah. what you expect. But he's there. He's yeah. there for his name. Yeah. And to sell tickets, yeah. isn't he? Sell to sell tickets on Netflix or wherever, <laughs> wherever it is. Netflix tickets, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, you know he's going to be a draw card. He's going to be solid. Yeah, uh, you're always looking forward to seeing him on on camera, but you're not expecting too much more than that, right? Yeah. This film, I think he just, you know, he just brings it on such a great level. 
No, I think I think Westworld. He brings in the money. He brings in whatever fancy house he's living in. Yes. Uh, this one, he brings <laughs> his legacy. I think this is going to be Academy Award uh, yeah. bait. How could you go past it? I would suggest. I, I, I find it hard to imagine. I, and we've seen a, we've seen a, a number of the films now that are going mm. to be showing up at the Academy Awards. Mm. Lots of solid en- entries there, but just in terms of performances, I find it hard to walk by it really. Yeah, I don't think you can. There's not even much to say about it. I ducked off, remember? I ducked off for five minutes to get a drink. Yes. And uh, I don't even care what I missed, to well, be honest. Let's talk about that. You you made a comment when you came back, and you, you I think you said, I didn't miss anything, or same place, or nothing changed. <laughs> That's Something true. along those lines. Yeah. That's a fair criticism. Mm. I don't know if you meant it as a criticism. But, uh, half, half. Yeah. So the film does take place in the same apartment, or version of it some of that's genius other parts of it did just feel a little bit like we were like you know come on let's move it along let's see something new where are we going it did sort of meander i think in the middle a bit i think i just knew that that was the format of the film right that it was it was playing with time and space and that i got that they were trying to show that Anthony Hopkins was being in several places at once and messing up his times so i knew that they were going to play with that I was enjoying it, but I didn't really care if I missed five minutes of it. Yeah. But that's weird. I, I would normally be very against walking out of the theatre. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep this short. Do you want to talk about what it reminded you of, if anything? All right. First one is, I think, maybe an obvious one, but a more. Oh, bloody, what, what do you always pick? Shoes my... Yes. Reminds me. Well, we've talked Please. about a more before. Have we? We've talked okay. about Hanukkah before. A couple times. I've talked about Hanukkah, certainly. Yes. I don't feel that we've talked about Amour, but I, I want to. it was brought up at one point, a long time ago. Yeah. But, yes, Amour, I felt that, you know, we have the similar situation of an apartment in Europe. Mm. Uh, it's kind of slow moving. We feel trapped and we're dealing with, with yeah. old age and loss. Mm. Uh, loss of memories in this case and loss of identity. And whereas... Amour is like the loss of a loved one. And that, that's in here a little bit as well. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That was the first one. It almost seemed too much like Amour. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the, you know, when the very start, there was the whole gag, if you want to call it a gag, of him <laughs> losing his watch. Yeah. And then, obviously, and he was blaming the, the carer for having stolen the watch. Now, I'm not sure if it was Amour, but... It, I've certainly seen exactly the same thing in something. I feel like maybe it was a morbid, if not something else. And that almost started me off on the wrong foot because I thought, that joke's been done. Yeah. Choose another joke. Yeah, interesting. Look, I'd, I'd have to watch it more again. I loved it more, by it the way. It made me want to watch it more again, actually. Yeah. That was the first thing that I felt watching this film. I was like, I need to see it more again. Yeah. A more's a better film, to, I think be, better to be frank. A more is a better better crafted, mm. better story. I think the performance from some of the performance stuff in here is really great. Yeah. And you're right, totally. More's a better film. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Better film, but performances you can't go past in this because yeah. Anthony Hopkins in particular. Olivia Coleman, great. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins, incredible. Yeah. Okay, a more is one. Let me go. Uh, I'm going to say Castle Rock, which I've, I'm sure I've, I've mentioned that before. No, you haven't. Because it's something I've wanted to see. I don't think you have. It's something I've wanted to see and I haven't. So, well, um, I think it's in season one, but one one of the seasons of Castle Rock, 
Sissy Spacek plays a an elderly woman who is suffering from dementia, and they they mess up her perceptions, and you you see some memories from her perspective, and and you're never quite comfortable with what's real and what isn't. So I'm not sure if I'm describing that well, but it made me this film made me think of that where you're really playing with with memory and both Sissy Spacek in in Castle Rock and Anthony Hopkins in this are quite clearly intelligent thinking people who have kind of lost their marbles and are struggling to to recapture it and to to hang on which is just the worst isn't it it's the worst that it's, makes it's... it way I don't know why that makes it way worse but it does if you know that they were mm. powerhouses in some way mm-hmm. this whole Loss of identity, loss of memories thing is just devastating. It's an awful thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't want, we shouldn't even want to talk about it so much because it affects too many people and yeah. it, it will affect all of us in yeah. some respect, you know, yeah. um, whether it's us or people we know. I had a clear moment in the middle of this film where I just started thinking about what people did before modern civilization when, when people had Alzheimer's or these sorts of. Conditions. Like, did it? Did they even get to that point? Was it even a thing? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that, like, they didn't get that old. Because the understanding of mm. like, and this is the theme in this film is like, not all the guys get what's going on here, and they're not interested in in being sympathetic at all. Well, wasn't that telling in this in this era where men are the pariahs of the world? Yeah, like that really played into it because the the boyfriends or husbands or whatever they bloody were, yeah, they were they were awful human beings. How, how can you not how can you not sympathise and support your partner if she's going through this sort of stuff with his with her father? Simply because it's not their dad. <laughs> that, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's not my dad. Yeah, and he's being a bit annoying. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And that's like, that's both. It's two things. It's both awful because I'm sure that represents a lot of situations yeah and and also two-dimensional in that yeah. it doesn't represent all situations and right. and it's it's a very negative view of the partner but it's a story and I think I think we uh, I think I was happy that they they took that negative view just for the sake of the yeah. of the story that works it did it works yeah it's horrible but it works all right reminds me of for me uh, I just had it and it's... Uh, let me try and No, no, think. I've gone, I've gone, I've gone. Good run. Good run. And then, I've got it. All right, back. Okay, edit that bit out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another one for me is Mother. We've talked about Mother before. I haven't seen Mother I yet. I haven't seen it before. I could not get, I could not stop thinking about Mother. Wow. Mother's just set in one house. That's Aronofsky, yeah? Aronofsky. It's set in one house. It's got a single character who whose grasp on reality keeps shifting and the characters that keep entering mm. are changing the house around her. Yep. And in this film, beautifully done, the house keeps changing. But one thing I really noticed about it is that things start going missing. And as his memories go, you know, oh, the wow. books on the bookshelf start the chairs start changing, the painting comes off the wall that was his daughter's, and like all the things just start to clear out until it's an empty house almost, and then he gets shipped off to a nursing home. I thought it was so symbolic and beautifully done. Well, I love Aronofsky, at least 
75% of his stuff. So I'm hoping that I love Mother too when yeah, I see it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's, it's high on my list. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. But that was such a feature of this film. Yeah. And it goes to the to you being in Anthony Hopkins' perspective, him playing that so beautifully and letting you into everything it is experiencing. So yeah. that was brilliant. It's perfect. I haven't seen it, but it's a perfect, it reminds me. <laughs> but not quite as perfect as... Uh, oh, I love it. Well, look, I've got a couple. All right, good. Um, and one of them is another film that we've, we've reviewed, and that's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, of course. So that, again, yes. it completely involves memory and things shifting and you're not being sure, like, if you're in 1960 or 1960, or 2020 and just being unsure of what what's what's real time wise and what's not so it was very very similarly done i thought beautiful curtains changing color and yeah jumpers changing color that's a great reference what a film uh i have another one for you so i actually made a short film based on this short story by stephen king and that's a castle rock he, 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 the universe of castle rock comes from stephen king that's just a side note <laughs> However, he, he made this short story called Harvey's Dream, and I yes. did an adaptation of it. And I was thinking about it while I was watching this because the whole point of Harvey's Dream is that as is a man who's on this sort of edge of Alzheimer's, wakes up one morning and he's had a dream about the death of his daughter. Wow! And while he's telling this dream to his wife, his wife is noticing that all the details in the dream match this very morning, and then of course. She notices this car across the road, which has a little, which has a dent in it, and a little tiny smear of blood. And she realizes that the dream he's had is is basically what has happened this morning. The neighbors running, the daughter on the way home from the party, and it all kind of ra- unravels in this elderly man's retelling of his dream. That's amazing. So here, we, here we go, Baron the Doc. <laughs> Uh, learning more about each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I can't wait to see that. That that really is exactly the sort of thing because, like he, Anthony Hopkins is like things that happened tomorrow are appearing today and yesterday. Absolutely, are, the timeline's all out of whack. That's what I really liked. That if you if you look at it objectively, the film it doesn't make any sense. Mm. You know, to a someone in their right mind. The the structure doesn't make any sense. Right. Like it only makes sense in trying to depict the the mind of someone going through this. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So there's there's no narrative logic because the the daughter changes actor, the nurse changes act, actor and, and all of that sort of stuff. That was so beautifully done. It it, mm. it got to a point where maybe it was overplayed, but I loved at times the reveal of suddenly his nurse is was his daughter and then the, the new nurse is the, someone who played his daughter earlier and yeah. the husbands kept changing. Like I, There were moments where it was done beautifully. Again, I think in the middle, some of that stuff was overplayed a little bit. Yeah. Well, well that leads in beautifully to my last reminds me of. Awesome. Which is, um, remember we, we've discussed Louis ben, Benwell? Is that how you pronounce his name? I get no pronunciations right. <laughs> um, that this film was that obscure object of desire and one of the actresses Something changed like actors right. halfway yeah. through. 
Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen it for many years, but like it really stuck with me that you just keep on going with the movie, but the the actor has changed, just like in Days of Our Lives, uh, but no one's ever said anything. And that's the feeling I got a couple of times here, and I thought it was used to wonderful effect to mimic what he must be be going through and the sorts of confusion that that Anthony Hopkins would be would be feeling. It was great. There's one wonderful scene in this that just gives you that sense of the loops and the changing things where yeah. he starts off a scene going for dinner. They're having a conversation about him and putting him in a nursing home. Yeah. And it's a chicken dinner. The chicken's a thing, a theme in this film for some reason. But he enters awkwardly after overhearing them say that they're going to put him in a nursing home. Mm. They have the chicken dinner. His daughter puts it away in the kitchen. He wants more chicken, so he goes to get it. And while he goes to get it, they start running the exact same scene again. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he walks back in again and overhears the same ending of the same conversation. Like, it seems simple, but some of that stuff is beautiful, you know? No, that that was the best scene in the film. That that was beautifully done because you didn't expect it and it was such a reveal when it came back on itself. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I think there was another one that was similar where he... He got up in the morning and he was talking to one of the versions of his carer. He was in his pyjamas and they were talking about him getting into his clothes. Yeah. All of a sudden, without any seams in the scene, yeah. all of a sudden it was 8pm <laughs> and he was still in his pyjamas and <laughs> he was talking about it. Yeah, or was and, it the day before? Like he was oh, who, still, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, good point. Yeah. But there were different characters around him, different versions of his daughter and his carer and his whole life and his apartment. You don't, don't know what what was travelling around him, but all of a sudden it was the end of the day and he couldn't... We, we've stayed with him till then and we, we also couldn't understand how it could possibly be 8pm yeah. when he's just got up. It was things like that that made you feel like he feels yeah. and be disconnected and was the beauty of it. What a, what a touching, sympathetic view at, the, at this condition that you just mm. haven't seen before. I think we've seen, like you said before... We've seen the external view of it, of mm. it lots of times. And yeah. there's some sympathy that you can glean from that. But being in the middle of it, that's the only way. In fact, the only way to, to probably have sympathy for anything is to be in the middle of it. So yes. Yeah. That way it's quite, quite powerful. If I, if I look back on my Reminds Me of, I think that a more, while a better film was on the outside of someone dealing with someone yeah. going through something, Castle Rock was kind of trying to show you how it feels to be to be in the middle, uh, but this really, really made you feel like you were Anthony Hopkins, yeah. And what it might feel like to just be out of control and be um, thrown from one situation to another, and and yet be such a smart chap. Yes, absolutely. Uh, smart, egotistical chap. <laughs> And even that comes through, doesn't it? His personality comes through. Absolutely, which is good. It needed Mm. to. He Mm. doesn't seem like a victim the whole way through. No. Uh, One last thought for me was that this was a horrific situation. And I kept thinking, this is horror. Mm. In one level, I feel like I'm watching horror right now. Wow. Yeah, true. Because it was terrifying, Mm. that whole situation. As scary as any horror I've ever seen. You know, that... That loss of who you, of your identity and all of your memories mm. and your grip on reality—that's that's, that's the, the probably the ultimate horror. It doesn't get any worse than that. 
Isn't it funny how it's a matter of how you play it, isn't it? Because that probably has either could be or has been uh, adapted for a horror effect. Yeah. And is the most horrific thing you can think of. And here it's played as real life and, yeah. it, and it is true to real life. So just the way that you present these things has such a difference in how you perceive them. Yeah, absolutely. So would you suggest that people come to um, Palace Pentridge Cinema, <laughs> as we've done several times already, um, yes. have a few uh, drinks, a few. Uh, summon the Baron again, <laughs> and, and watch this film when, when it gets released? Always, absolutely. No, I, I think this is actually, of the handful of films we've seen recently, this is a pick for me, for sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Worth, worth coming into the cinema to see this, absolutely. Okay, well, I hope people agree. I hope people listen to us crap on about it. I think it's well worth it, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely, Doc. Catch you next time. See you, Baron. 